Hello, and welcome to Lonely TTRPG, the solo TTRPG actual play and review podcast. I'm your host, Steel Stash. Today we're going to be playing Closet Monsters by Nicholas Johnson. Oh, that's adorable. That's some cute artwork right there. Alright, so premise. A monster lives in your closet, or maybe it's just in your head. At night, it appears and terrifies you. Try as you might, you cannot get rid of the monster and must learn to live with it before it harms you further. You will be called upon to consult several tables and roll the appropriate dice to determine aspects of the monster and consider your reactions to it. When a roll is made, check the result on the table. You will find a corresponding writing prompt. Log the prompt and your answer to it on paper, word, voice, video, podcast, whatever. Taking together, these prompts and their responses will shape an overarching narrative as you come to know your monster and how it haunts you. So for the monster, the following tables list key traits of the monster. When responding, describe the monster in detail. Keep in mind that these descriptions should be symbolic and personal in nature. So we got the harmling with 1d6. So we got some claws, fangs, spikes, strength, tentacles, and horns. We got some stuff for defenses. Oh, what is this? Special powers. Some various stuff like that. Oh, look, there's another one. Yeah, these are adorable. Uh, so now that we know what the monster is, how do you manage to live with it existing in your closet? Roll on the reaction table 1d4 times or until satisfied with the results. All right, so do you leave the light on? Blah, 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 blah. All right. Alright, cool. Okay, I get it. I get it. So, we're going to roll a 1d4 to see how many reactions we roll, and then we're going to roll a 1d10 to find out what our reactions are, and we're going to follow the prompts. Yeah. Now, before we dive into this, I want to say thank you for listening. If you enjoy this, please go ahead and give us a like, a comment, a subscribe, anything to help pump those algorithms. And if you really want, you could also join our Patreon and support us on there. Links will be in the description down below. So getting into this, first of all, full disclosure, Nicholas reached out to me on Twitter when he found out that I review solo games and gave me a copy of this game. So a little full disclosure on that. This is a free review copy for me. Alright, so I think first off what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and roll all of our monster traits. So that's one, two. Alright, so we got a three, a six, and a one. A three, a six, and a one. So let's go ahead and get this out. We'll do harming, defense, and special. So for harming, we rolled a three. So that's going to be spikes. You cannot confront the monster without harming yourself. It may lurk in hiding in the corner, but you know that when you get close to it, you will suffer great pain. What are the spikes made of? Are they covered in the blood of your past attempts to face it or perhaps past victims? All right, so spikes. Um... So I think this thing's gonna be very. Uh, I think this thing's gonna be very porcupine looking. All right. Uh, 
They're going to have the spikes all over their back. They're going to have face spikes sticking out. Uh, they're going to have the line of spikes coming down their arms. Uh, just real, real porcupine looking. Um, yeah, those spikes are going to be white. Those spikes are going to be ivory white. Um, maybe a little yellow. Uh, very bone-like. Uh, for defense, it was six. So numbers, there is not one monster, but many. They are similar enough that they sometimes seem to just be one, but there always seems to be more of them. And you can never seem to catch them all. Do they differ? What happens when you catch one or multiple? How many do you think there are? All right, so a lot of monsters. That is, that is even worse. A lot of spike-covered monsters. So right off the bat, I'm going to say that, uh, right off the bat, I'm going to say that this is a, uh, this is a little thing. Um, this is a little monster covered in spikes. Uh, there are a lot of little monsters running around, but because they are little and there are multiples of them, uh, it took me a while to figure that out because this thing would seem to disappear and reappear in different spots of the room. And for special powers, I got a one. So glowing eyes, always watching from the dark with its glowing eyes. It looms over you in your darkest moment. And even in the middle of the day, you sometimes think you can see a flash. Uh, what color are the eyes and do you? when do you feel them upon you? All right. So those eyes are, uh, those glowing eyes are really what clued me into the fact that there are multiple of these monsters because I did catch it. I did see the pair of glowing eyes in the corner and another just on the side of my vision. Um, that is, that is how I found out about the, uh, about the multiple monsters. And that is, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's got to, it's kind of terrifying to think about, you know, lying in bed with the lights off and you hear the clink of the bones tapping against each other. The little of the bones like brushing against each other and you look over and you see this red glow, this pair of red glowing eyes from the corner and as you stare at it just tr like transfixed just hoping to lock it in place with your gaze out of the corner of your eye you see another set just blink and blink into existence um you know very 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 Jurassic Park very clever girl moment um though <laughs> Though I'm actually feeling more of the fear that uh, that the hunter should have felt in that scene from this, as I picture myself lying in bed and seeing this, um, I don't think I would have a pithy, witty remark when that second set of eyes started blinking. So, yeah, we were already off to a strong start on the aesthetics of this game. All right, so reactions. Roll 1d4. Uh, roll the reaction table 1d4 times. Or until satisfied. You know what? I think I'm just going to I think I'm just going to do all four. So, I'm just going to do all four reactions. 
Um, yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna go ahead and do all four reactions. So I'm gonna roll my first reaction, and that is a four. Uh, have you told anybody about the monster? How have they reacted, or how do you think they would react? Um, no, no, I haven't told anybody about the monster because, or the monsters, uh, because what would they, hey, what would they think? They'd probably think that I'm crazy. Um, they'd probably start asking if everything was okay. Um, you know, you're always going to get, you're always going to get that one, that one friend who's too smart for their own good. who's going to try to start psychoanalyzing it. It's like. Well, uh, you know, what's going on with your life where you're concerned about these monsters just staring at you? You know, do you think that these, uh, do you think that their spikes represent, you know, some type of outward defense to keep people from getting close? Sort of like, uh, sort of like you? Look, bro, I, I know why I try to keep people away because I'm not good at personal relationships. Uh, and it is easier to keep that stuff uh it's easier to keep you know people at a distance unless they really matter to you like a significant other or spouse open and honest communication is key for relationships people um but yeah like friends acquaintances no i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna tell them about that i would just be seen as crazy um so for my next uh for my next prompt i get a 10 uh, you go to sleep one night and the monster is gone. Even for all of its abilities to hide, you do not sense its presence. It may be back at some point, but it is not there now. What do you do? Do you celebrate? How do you respond? Um, For a single night, if it's just a single night, uh, I'm going to be even more nervous because... Because things don't just go... Like, things don't just go... Like, it might be bored for that one night, but... Yeah, um, problems don't just go away unless you actually confront them. And as I have not confronted this monster yet, like, it's not just going to up and leave. Uh, so, yeah, um, I think, I think I'm going to be more nervous that night. Uh, I'm definitely not going to be celebrating. Uh, I'm probably going to be, probably going to be clutching my... Probably going to be clutching my blanket just a little bit tighter as honestly the absence of the monster is more terrifying than the monster's presence. Uh, so for my next response, we got seven. Uh, have you tried to fight the monster? How did that go? What might you do to try and fight it in the future? Whether or not you've tried in the past, do you think you'll succeed? Mm. So, to be honest, I think the like I think the first night I would have uh, I think the first night I would have tried uh, when I first saw the eyes I think that I think that I would have tried something um, I would have cut the lights on I I probably would have freaked out a little bit when I saw it and uh, you know tried to chase it and tried to get at it um, obviously that didn't uh, obviously that didn't work. Uh, because it would have come back. Um, I don't like. I don't know if I would have continued to try to fight it though, because 
if the if the monster is content to just in the corner and stare if the monsters are just content to sit in various parts of the room and stare at me um i i don't know if i would have continued to try to fight it uh i would eventually try to fight it again because uh, i don't do well with stress like that <laughs> at all uh you can you can ask my wife and kids um but yeah i think the first night i would have tried to fight it i don't know if i actually would have like i don't think i actually would have caught it i definitely would have would not have tried to grab it um being a soldier we are not taught to fight fair so like i would have gone for something to help me get at this thing uh, you know a shoe a bull something and then after being unsuccessful with that a couple times i would have eventually tried to ignore it and then when i am unable to continue to ignore it or when these like when i have a particularly stressful day or something uh, i would probably like freak out on it on them and yeah i don't see i don't see any of that going too well for me let's go ahead and roll my last reaction one do you leave the light on at night would that comfort you at all no honestly leaving the, i don't think leaving the light on would comfort me um it would make the it would make the monster harder to see the glowing eye would lose its effect but then i would see this little spiky thing running around and that also doesn't that also doesn't sound too pleasant um yeah uh i'm i'm reminded of that comic when i'm reminded of that two pair that like three panel comic when that kid's lying in bed in the dark and says hey mom can you leave the light on? I'm scared of the dark. And mom cuts the light on and there's that monster face in the uh, wall. And she goes, really? You want to see this all night? No, that's crazy. And she cuts the light off uh, in the last panel and goes, yeah, no, that that stuff's crazy. I, I really think I like I really think attempting to ignore it with the light off would go a lot better for me. Like the only time I'd be turning the light on is when like when i'm f freaking out on it uh so no i am not leaving the light on um you know hoping that i can hide in the dark which may or may not work but that that is closet monsters all right so this is a uh this is a little journaling game and like I said, Nicholas, Nicholas hit me up on Twitter and sent this to me to play and review. It is not billed as a therapy game. It is very easy to add pseudo-therapeutic techniques to it. As you heard when I was describing my monster and some of the things that my monster had and some of my reactions to the monster i was using very introspective language you know describing the spikes as a representation of 
you know, my attempts to keep people at a distance. Talking about... Talking about how... Yeah, I would try to fight it, but then I would try to ignore it unless I had a particularly bad day. And then I would freak out on it. So... It is definitely... It is definitely a game where... If you pull the right prompts, you can create some externalized conflict or some externalized force for internal conflicts. Now, all that being said, I am not a counselor. I am a poor jackass who has just sat through a couple classes. The person who wrote this is not a counselor. This is not a substitute for therapy. But if you're playing this game, you can use some of the things that you identified as a language when talking with someone for help. So it is very important for me to say that if you need help, get help. Get help from somebody who knows what they're talking about, please. But this game... This game could help provide some type of some type of language, some type of introspection. If you actually if you actually write down your feelings while you're doing this, that could potentially be valuable in an actual talk therapy session with someone who is qualified to help interpret, break down and navigate that. Do not do not just do this and then hop on Google and Think that you're going to be okay because at the end of the day you're not you're, you're not going to get the you're not going to get the breakthroughs that you need but but this game does create a this game does create a very good aesthetic there's a great aesthetic that this game does manage to pull if you can create the imagery in your head well enough which you know, for some people might be a problem. If you, if you cannot create your own internal imagery, then this game is probably going to fall a little bit flat for you. Otherwise, this game does, uh, this game does help provide some good imagery. It, the prompts are thought provoking. I do like the I do like the reaction table. The reaction table had some had some nice reactions in it. The guiding questions on it were nice. So when you sit down and you think about like when you sit down and you think about this, then you do you do end up creating a good like tale of terror. One thing I so when you look at their itch page, their itch.io page, they do describe it as a journaling game for trauma. So I understand why they don't have any type of like character creation, because again, it's supposed to be your reactions. I almost wish that there was some character creation options because... This will be a very this will be a very situational game. This is a game that you definitely have to be in a mood for, I think. Again, just because of the introspection of the introspection that the questions demand of you. 
but you know, with some character creation options, then that would that would allow a degree of separation, and that would allow you to really that would allow you to really like get in the headspace of a different character and see how they would react to fear. So if you're if you're getting ready to do some type of uh, if you're getting ready to do some type of horror campaign like a Call of Cthulhu game or something like that where horror is going to be an aspect of it, uh, roll up your character and run the like run this game with them. That that might give you some that might give you some good insight into your character and allow you to kind of get into a better headspace for that character as you're playing that game. Or, you know, play it personally and, like I said, do that introspection and really stop and think about why you are reacting the way that you are to these prompts. I know that I did it fairly quickly. I, it is always a shock to people. I am surprisingly self-aware and introspective. I just have trouble acting on that awareness. I know not everybody has that. So this this is definitely one of those games where your mileage will vary if you play it personally. But I do see I do see some good value in running your running your characters through this so that again you kind of get into you kind of get into that headspace and you kind of develop that that little profile of your character's fears. So if you're playing a if you're playing a horror game that like really plays on the psychological elements, then this might be something fun to do up, give to your GM. GMs, it might be so, like this might be something fun to run through with your care like with your players as their characters, just to get these ideas of how the character would react in these situations and whatnot. Like really mine some of that psychological pay dirt again though if you're using it like that use it for characters all right because 99% of us are not playing with trained professionals to do this personally to do this for ourselves so please don't please don't claim to be something that you're not especially when it comes to mental health it is already it is already enough of a quagmire, even when you have somebody who knows what they're doing and is suited for walking you through it. So, yeah, good game. Good game. But, like I said, I feel you have to be in a good headspace for it, which almost makes it hard to uh, recommend. But... At the very least, head to their itch.io page, check out the game, see if it's something that you'd be into. It is uh, it is $4.99 on itch, and you can find it at Draconic, that is D-R-A-C-O-N-I-C-K dot itch dot io slash closet monsters. So Go give it a look, see. Go give it a check out. See if it's uh, see if it's something that would be of benefit to you. Again, great for character creation, I think. 
and <laughs> if nothing else, like I love, I love these drawings. I love these little drawings they have in the book. Those drawings are great. But yeah, go check it out. If you do get it, let them know that Steel Stash sent you, and help spread that word. Please tell your friends about this pod, so that uh, we can continue sharing the joy of solo games with others. I have been Steel Stash, and thank you for stopping by Lonely TTRPG. You've been listening to Lonely TTRPG, the solo TTRPG live play and review. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. You can also reach us at Twitter at BDDC underscore pod or at Black Dragon Dungeon Company at gmail.com. If you really like us, you can consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Black Dragon Dungeon Company. Thank you so much.